0: we got our last glimmer of hope, and, and it, what I'm doing is something I used to do kind of often, kind of occasionally do it once in a while now, but it's Positivity Sunday, which is really just taking the most positive possible look you can ever take at a, a, a situation we're in. And that's, it, it appeals to some fan, fans, right? Some are always rosy, and it's just kind of for them. And this was kind of the last glimmer of hope, right? Again, as I said, it's all downhill from here. Once they lose to the Cardinals, it's just 100% game over, and, um... So this is it. This is the last look, and it's like, look, man, it's it's doable. We could beat the Cardinals. We could beat the Falcons. And we got a tough game, but who's to say we can't win it? And so obviously we know how this turns out, but um, this was it. This was the, the day, the final day before I just snapped and when it just went downhill. So anyways, hope you all enjoy. Take a break, and we'll get into it. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So, US Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. So, today we're going to do Positivity Sunday, something that I liked to do, well, <laughs> something i said i was gonna do every sunday last year but you know brett Hundley and all that so that fell by the wayside i thought maybe i tried again this year but then i just didn't but you know what today we're doing positivity sunday because i mean how can you not do positivity sunday today i mean they're gonna absolutely annihilate a football team it's gonna be awesome but i want to take it a step further not just we're gonna crush them because we are um But I want to legitimately look at, not just in a rah-rah, you know, we can do it guys kind of way, but in a legitimate way, look at the Packers, um, I don't want to say probability because we need to see something today, but let's call it the probability that if we see something today, is, is it even realistic that that means anything? Because I kind of said that, right? Today's about learning stuff. If we win, how did we win? if we lose that's all we need to know but it seems out of reach and i think i think even for me and for a lot of people it's you know some people just get down cuz you look at the team and you're like well they're no good so that's the end of that but can a team legitimately just turn on a dime go from being laughed at to having their coach on the chopping block to you know, everybody in the division making fun of them and everybody in national media saying they're done, this is a garbage team, start over, dump the quarterback, dump the coach, get rid of everybody and rebuild this thing because it's a mess and they have have done a, a terrible disservice to this team. And then suddenly, on a dime, we're talking Super Bowl contenders, we're talking top five defense. Maybe you've picked up on it but you don't have to go very far to understand what I'm referring to and it could be probably a lot of teams that I'm referring to but specifically remember who won on Thursday night. The team that beat the unbeatable the Saints. And it wasn't just some fluky thing. The The Dallas Cowboys, they started the season 3 and 5. 3 and 5. Their only only wins came against the Giants, the Lions, and the Jaguars. whoop de doo And they barely beat the Lions. When they lost to the Tennessee Titans in Week 9, 28-14, everybody in the national media was ripping, ripping up and down the Dallas Cowboys. This is it for their coach. He's gone. He's a joke. Get him out. A coach that was seen to be untouchable because the, the owner loved him. They said that's not the case anymore, he's gone. Dak Prescott, the fact that anybody would say that he is a a real starter in the NFL is a joke. It's time to get rid of him. The fact that the Dallas Cowboys had said we're not, that Jerry Jones specifically said he is our franchise quarterback, we're not moving on from him, proves that Jerry Jones is a senile, crazy person. This team is terrible, shut it down. They come out week 10. They're going up against the Philadelphia Eagles. Everybody assumes the Philadelphia Eagles are going to beat them. And they beat the Eagles 27-20. to A little bit surprising, but not too much, I guess. Philadelphia's been having some hard times, and it's a divisional game. Stuff happens. It was on the road, but, you know, still. You know, it's, it, it doesn't mean anything any given Sunday, right? Then they go on the road again, this time to Atlanta. Atlanta's not great, but, you know, Atlanta and Atlanta is still a tough place to play. They beat them. 22-19. to 19. I didn't really see that coming, but I mean, it's a close game. Again, not a very good team. Field goal difference. Whatever. The, the hatred and vitriol toward the Dallas Cowboys has simmered a bit. You know, it's not as loud as it was because they just won two games, but I mean, they're still not good. Then they play the Washington Redskins. Washington Redskins, number one in the division. Now, yes, they did lose their quarterback, but this is a team that has a legitimate group of people with talent they beat the Redskins 31 to 23 now everybody's kinda split Cowboys fans are waking up from their slumber because everybody knows how Cowboys fans are and, and listen there's probably diehard Cowboys fans somewhere in Texas but I think the rest of the world dislikes Cowboys fans because we all grew up around Cowboys fans because they're everywhere they're everywhere everybody grew up with p I mean not again they're not diehard they're people that walk around in Cowboys jackets because they think it's cool but they're not diehard fans. That's the problem. So when they're winning, they wear the coat, and when they're not, they take it off. That's why I saw it all the time in the 90s, right? People, everybody's walking around with... Co- it's like Bulls stuff, except I grew up in Illinois, so of course I saw Bulls stuff. But it's the same kind of thing. But they're very fair weather, and suddenly they're starting to wake up. Oh, I thought you said our team wasn't very good. And then you got the Cowboys haters, which is everyone in the universe. Although I don't, I don't really care anymore that much. I mean, I don't like them, but I mean, come on. They... <laughs> It's not the 90s anymore. It's not like they're knocking us out of the playoffs and stuff. I mean, we knocked them out of the playoffs. I don't know why we got to have... I don't know. I mean, I don't like them. I just don't... I got a short memory, man. I just can't hold grudges like some people. Except the 49ers. I, I still... Still. I, I'm, I've forgiven the Seahawks. I can't, can't forgive uh, Harbaugh and uh, that, that group. It's crazy. I don't know if I've forgiven the Seahawks. I just don't hate them deep in my core. Still a rivalry. Anyways, now they're going up against the Saints. Now it's time to end this charade. A real football team. No questions about they're not that good. None of that stuff. The New Orleans Saints. Now, this Dallas offense didn't really do anything. They put up 13 points. So the fact that after this game, we're hearing how great Dak is, and Dallas Cowboys fans saying, Dak's better than Breeze. Dude, 13 points on this defense? You're talking about Dak is better than Breeze because Breeze had one bad game this year and Dak has had, what, one good game this year? You guys need to cool it a little bit. But this Dallas Cowboys defense held the New Orleans Saints to 10 points. And you know what's crazy? I believe it was Demarcus Lawrence came out with a statement prior to the game And I I didn't hear it in its full context, and I'm not going to look it up because I can't repeat it on the podcast anyways. But it was something to the effect of, how do you beat this team? Well, you beat this team by smacking them in the mouth, and, and once you get a team like this that's used to putting up 50 points, and they start getting hit in the mouth and realize they can't do what they want, they start getting a little squeamish. He was right. Turns out he was right, and you know what? The defense that he plays with bought into it. Demarcus Lawrence played one of the best games of the year. He played out of his mind, as did Jordan Lewis, safety, second-year safety, as did Leighton Vanderesch, who's been a stud, as did their other linebacker, Jalen Smith, and Anthony Brown, their slot corner, and Malik Collins, defensive tackle, and Tyrone Crawford, the other defensive end, and Xavier Woods, their free safety, and Shadobi Awuzie, cornerback. A lot of guys stepped up, and they shut down this high-powered offense. Suddenly we don't know what to think anymore. The Dallas Cowboys just a little less than a month ago was a were a joke. They were done. Their 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 team is over. Suddenly we're talking about a team that can beat the best of the best. A team that had no chance of getting into the playoffs. Now it's it's a foregone conclusion. Of course they're going to get into the playoffs because they're going to steamroll their garbage division, but the question is this defense what, what opposition do they have? Because the, the, the primary opposition, especially in the NFC, are what? The Saints in and the Rams? I mean, those are the two big dogs. But if they have the defense that can stop those offenses, they can beat anybody. And if they can do it to them, I mean, they can certainly do it to the Bears. I mean, how many points are the Bears going to score? 14? We just need Dak to put up, what, 20-ish? Not that it's a guarantee, especially against the Bears' D, but point is there was a spark. And it didn't matter to them what the national media said, and it didn't matter to them what their record was. They just had a spark. They beat the Eagles. They beat the Falcons. They beat the Redskins handily, and suddenly they found this confidence, and they're like, you know what? We're just going to kick the Saints in the teeth and beat them. That's how we're going to beat them. And everyone just said, oh, that's cute. All right. I mean, nobody's going to question them because Demarcus Lawrence is a scary person, so nobody's going to laugh to his face. But we all kind of laughed a little bit on the inside. As much as that was kind of a cool thing to hear an awesome, scary person say awesome, scary stuff, you kind of just listen to it and go, ah, it's cute. It's great. It's awesome. I love that mentality, and I'd love to hear some Packers players say that stuff because I haven't heard it since, you know, prior to the prior to the preseason. You know, Mike Daniels was all fired up about this petting system, and then suddenly the season starts and everybody goes to sleep. Like, hey, what happened to being crazy, Mikey D.? Remember, you were a psychopath, and you scared everybody. Did de- what happened to that? Why don't we have a psychopath anymore? I want one. Can we get a psych- Can we draft a psychopath? That's that's going to be a new criteria I'm going to look for when I start looking at people to draft. Psychopath. Yeah, but are they insane? I get that he's good, but is he crazy? Well, I don't want him. I pfft, I don't want him. But the point is, the narrative, the locker room, all this stuff. What what I've been saying is. Just win and everything else takes care of itself. The narrative is fixed. The locker room is fixed. The attitude is fixed. And now everything is right there in front of the the Dallas Cowboys. Nobody can say they don't at least have a chance of winning. Do I think they're going to win a Super Bowl? Of course not. But they can. And they proved it. They beat the Saints. They just beat them. They, they, They... are on a four game win streak and capped it off by beating the New Orleans Saints. There's no they have the Eagles, the Colts, the Bucks and the Giants. Now, the Colts can be kind of tough, but at this point, eh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I think they I mean th- that'll be another one. If they beat the Colts and go on to to finish out this year undefeated, you know, the since week 10, who can say what about that team. Now, you could say okay, but That was week 10. This is currently week 14, or 13, pardon moi, looking at the Dallas schedule, and they played on Thursday. But you know what? It doesn't matter because we're not talking about that. We know what path we need to take. The question is, if we win, can there be a kind of spark? And I I understand everyone saying no because we haven't seen it yet, but it doesn't matter if we've seen it yet. We hadn't seen it yet. You know, you, you could say that about the Eagles game. Well, you know can can that be a spark? Well no, because I mean we just haven't seen it yet. They beat up on a not very good team. That doesn't mean anything. Okay, what about next week? Well, that doesn't count. What about next week? Well, that doesn't really count. What about this week? And and look at look at this compared to the Packers schedule and it's funny, we're going to do several of these, a lot of these resemble the Packers schedule. So we've got the Eagles, not that tough. The Falcons, not that tough. The Redskins, not that tough. And then the real tough game and they pulled it out what do the packers have cardinals not that tough the second game the falcons same as dallas not that tough then we got our tough game can we pull out a win there and listen the bears aren't the saints i i i don't i, I understand their defense is is they are on their own they're they're in their own category right now primarily because there just isn't a second elite defense anymore you you know Put the Bears in 2017 and they're one of about four or five other elite defenses but whatever at this point in time in 2018 they stand alone but so did the Saints so did the Saints offense more or less not not really but they were very good they were they were unstoppable they got stopped by by a team that's trying to find their identity in their defense and their defense found their identity not because they picked up some freakish person I mean they picked up Amari Cooper on offense but remember what did they how many points did they put up Like four? (laughs) The offense didn't win that game, the defense did. That's their new identity. What's the Packers' identity again? Oh yeah, offense. Their defense needed to find their identity and find a spark to overcome the Saints' offense, and they did. The Packers' offense needs to find their identity, find their groove to overcome the Bears' defense, and they can. We will beat the Cardinals. I believe strongly we will beat the Falcons. If we beat the Bears, there is zero question we will go on to beat the Jets and the Lions. There's just no doubt in my mind. Because it's going to take something changing for that to happen. Now everything I've said in the past is true. Things don't look great. Not just from a locker room and attitude standpoint, but you've got a lot of injuries. You got key pieces going to IR. You've got a GM that's saying we're not picking up any more pieces. We're shipping people off. I mean we'll we'll get some bodies in here. You know, he's kind of turning into Ted Thompson. Instead of getting the big wigs, now he's getting guys you've never heard of to just kind of backfill because we just we need bodies in certain areas. If you're not sold, i got more examples for you. I don't need to go back to 2016 looking at the Green Bay Packers. We can look at 2018. Real quick, because I didn't do it yet because I got super excited and wanted to dive into positivity, I want to do a couple preliminaries. Patreon.com. By the way, one second here. I don't think I did this already. I want to give a shout-out to Mr. Jeremy. I said thank you to Matthew, who I talked to on Twitter about that, but I did not say thank you to Jeremy, who got on Patreon on my birthday. I'm the worst person in, in history. Jeremy, thanks a lot, buddy. I don't know how I miss those things. I keep doing that. As a matter of fact, I probably missed some other people. John, Doug, Billy J. Just Billy slash BJ, so I'm going to call him Billy J. Anybody that I missed... Thank you guys so much for uh, for getting involved in Patreon. Every little bit really does mean quite a bit to me, especially since I'm you know got some stuff in the works. Probably none of it's gonna materialize, but um having a little bit of a little bit of stream of money there kind of helps when I have to tell my wife, "Hey, I want to look into maybe doing some of this stuff and then she doesn't get excited and I'm like, yeah, but look at I get a little bit on Patreon, right? Just saying it helps it helps. Packernet.com, all your news, notes, and information. Be sure to use the gear icon. You can set your own news feed, and who wouldn't want to do something awesome like that? Be sure to get into the Facebook group, and finally, NFLBigBoard.com. Um, I've been beating you over the head with that pretty incessantly on Twitter, Facebook, everywhere I can find you. have now been putting out videos just to kind of show you that. Really, it's just me doing what I was going to do anyways. And I'm like, you know what? Why don't I just push record and show you what I would want to do, but try to keep it condensed so it's not a four-hour video. But anyways... I'm gonna, I want to try to do that more often, by the way, and not just draft stuff. Um, maybe try to go watch, I paid for Game Pass, I need to be utilizing that a little more. Watch a little bit of film and, and record it with, uh, with some audio, things of that nature. Can do a lot of cool stuff. But anyways, again, a couple different things going on. And no, that's not like the new cool thing. Ooh, I got something that records my screen. You've never heard of that. Anywho, I think that's it. So let's, let's, uh, you're not sold on the Dallas Cowboys. All right. I hear you. That's fine. Let's, uh, let's continue on. How about right here in our own division in the NFC North? Let's take a look at the Chicago Bears. Now, not that they've been bad at any point in the year necessarily, but I think there were some question marks, right? They went 0-1. They lost to the Packers. Um, they beat the Seahawks, Cardinals, and Buccaneers, but you know, kind of how impressive is that? Then they come out of their bye and they go on a two game losing streak. One of those games to the Miami Dolphins. That's not super great. But then what do they get? they get their spark game. They go up against the Jets, complete trash, beat them 24 to 10. Then they go up against another garbage team. The Buffalo Bills beat them 41 to 9. That kind of got the got the juices flowing a little bit, I think. Cuz then they play the Detroit Lions who've played spoiler several times, beat them 34 to 22. And then they get their tough game, right? We're talking about these streaks where you get your sparks with the easy games, you kind of build up to it and then you get your tough game and can you pull it out? Can are, are you do you have enough speed for liftoff here? That's kind of what we're looking for. That's what the Packers need when we go up against the Bears. That's what a lot of these teams needed. That's what the Bears needed going up against the Vikings. Even though they were the favorites, it's still kind of a big question mark. They had a bit of a losing streak. They've beat really bad teams, and now they got to beat the Vikings, and they did, 25-20. to Then they go in Detroit, and they beat them 23-16, to with their backup quarterback, by the way. There were some question marks, but at this point, they're on a five-game win streak. Exactly what the Packers need. And at this point, looking at what Dallas just did to the uh, Saints, I don't know that it's impossible that the Bears beat the Rams in Chicago. I think the Rams are starting to uh, not be quite as impressive. They're impressive, and it's not like they're losing games. But the idea that they have a top-tier defense, that went by the wayside a long time ago. Their defense is just getting smacked around like nothing. The question is, can the Bears' defense do what the Dallas Cowboys' defense did to the Saints and just shut down the Rams? In Chicago, in December, not impossible. Cold-weather games, slow down the pace, slow down the firepower a little bit. And again, just bring that kind of attitude. I'm not trying to cheer on the Bears here at all. But in a way, I'm, I'm cheering on the Packers by cheering for the Bears in a very weird roundabout kind of way because essentially the problem is a lot of us, myself included, get stuck in the here and now and in the past. This isn't the year. We can't do it. They're not good enough. Well, if if their attitude can change next year, their attitude can change next week. Maybe not as easily, but it can. And if we've got the Dallas Cowboys proving that the Saints can bleed, and we get the Bears to prove that the Rams can bleed, and you've got teams that shouldn't beat the the automatic Super Bowl contenders, if, if the guys that are foregone conclusions to be the top in the NFC are losing to lesser teams in the NFC, Suddenly there's a change of the guard and some teams woke up and some teams have woken up and decided that they, you know what, they decided no matter what the national media says or how late the season is, we're going to wake up, we're going to show everybody we still got it and we're going to make a push. That's the Bears. That's the Cowboys. The Bears are in. Unless they just massively fall apart right now, the Bears are in. The question is, what can they really do? They've got to play the Rams. They've got to play the Packers, which doesn't seem like much at this point but it's a team that could win, and they've got to play the Vikings. The Bears want to find out what kind of a team they are. They've got to figure out what they can do against those kinds of teams. At the very least, the Vikings in Minnesota in the Rams. By the way, speaking of changing of the guard, how about the Chiefs? The Chiefs just lost to the Rams, and then they lost a very, very big piece. Not the biggest piece. You know, the quarterback is probably the biggest piece. Tariq Hill is probably another big piece. We'll find out how much their running back was just a part of this system, when uh, we get, uh, what is it, Charcandric West or somebody that's been garbage for a long time, if he steps up and can be a really good running back, we know the situation. But it doesn't matter. we got a team that lost, had to marinate on that loss over a bye week, at which point their running back lost his job. Now, they're going on to play the Raiders. They're going to beat the Raiders, so maybe they're looking to get a second spark. But they've got a, a little bit of a run here. The Ravens, the Chargers, and the Seahawks. Those are three teams who are looking to uh, to vulture a win. I think is probably the best way I can put that. What, what, I'm, what I'm getting at is things change, and they change pretty rapidly. Teams that were good last week aren't good anymore. Teams that started off slow and fast. Teams like the Chiefs historically over the last several years have got off to fast starts and fallen apart. The Patriots are the one team that probably isn't going to do that and has a very good chance of just being in the Super Bowl again because the Chiefs are going to fall apart. And then what? They got the Steelers and the Colts? I mean, come on. But things are changing, and again, some teams, the ones that decide to step it up, are being rewarded. A path is being cleared. First and foremost for the Packers, by our schedule. It's about as clear a path as you can get. We just have to beat one team with any talent whatsoever. Let's talk about the Steelers. Again, the run started a little bit earlier, but let's talk about it. They tied the Cleveland Browns in Week 1. That's pretty pathetic. They should have lost that game, in fact. Then they lost to the Chiefs, which is tough. They beat the Buccaneers. They lost to the Ravens. They were 1-2-1. Then they played the Atlanta Falcons and absolutely annihilated them 41-17. Then they played the Bengals and beat them by a whole touchdown. Go into their bye week. Come back out against the Cleveland Browns again. The team that embarrassed them in week one. And what did they do? They beat them 33-18. Played the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore, divisional game, on the road, 23-16 to 16 they win. Then they go play the Carolina Panthers, and everybody's saying Carolina, well, not everybody. It was probably more of a coin toss, but they thought this was going to be a really good game. Nobody really knew what the Steelers were at that point. Steelers beat them 52-21, smoked the Panthers. Panthers are another team looking to potentially be in the running. They got embarrassed by, what, the third, fourth best AFC team? They go on to play the Jacksonville Jaguars. They were able to put up 20 on that defense and hold their offense to 16 points. They won that game by 4. They just lost to the Denver Broncos, which is a tough beat. But at this point in time, we got a Steelers team that started off slow, is currently top 10 in offensive points, top 5 in offensive yards, top 10 in defensive yards, and just outside the top 10 in defensive points allowed. They had a spark against Atlanta. Beat them 41 to 17, and it carried them. Now we got to see what happens. They got the Chargers coming up, which is a tough game after coming off a loss. But if they beat the Chargers, they're in. They're in relatively good shape. They'd be an eight-win team. Then they have the Raiders and the Bengals. That that makes them probably a ten-win team. And again, they've got their tough games. Okay, you're in. Fine. How far are you going to go? Well, what are you going to do against the Chargers? What are you going to do against the Patriots? What are you going to do against the Saints? Things are kind of up in the air right now. The the, the teams that are unbeatable are, are coming down a little bit. Some of the middling teams are, are on their way up, and it's just a really it's really just a question: What are the Packers going to do? The talent's there. There's no question about that. Dallas Cowboys are on a run with what? With what? Their offense can't touch our offense. I mean, they can, but not not for lack of talent. It's it's silly stuff. Things just aren't clicking. Okay, what if it clicks? What's it going to take? What happens? What happens if Devontae, which by the way, <laughs> you not not saying, but you know what it takes to get somewhat of a galvanizing moment? For somebody in the midst of, of things not going well, like DeMarcus Lawrence to step up and say, You know how we're gonna beat him? Here's how. Now this is kind of a weak galvanizing moment. However, Devonte Adams just came out and said he's the number one wide receiver in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers just said I'm 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 gonna I'm just gonna cut loose. Again, he might have been joking, I don't know, but We'll see. Randall Cobb, who knows his quarterback, just came out and just started laughing and saying, <laughs> you all have been running your mouth too much. He is going to carve this team up like you've never seen in your life. Now again, we talk game plan. I'd love to keep it on the ground. But here's the situation. Let, let, let's put it this way. Yesterday, my strategy was, let's just take what they're going give, to give us and win. If we're going to get a spark, though, m- maybe the better strategy is to just take what we want. Maybe the better strategy is to put Devonte over on Patrick Peterson and say let's just go beat him. Which by the way if Devonte wants to be recognized as a number 1, you know how you do that? You got to ask for it. He's he's just he's just quiet. And I like that. He he's just he's he's like Kenny Clark. C- Kenny Clark doesn't get the respect he deserves, but that's because he's quiet. DeMarcus Lawrence, everybody knows who he is. Why? Cuz he's loud. He's very good, he's also very loud. Certain people just catch the media's eye. Maybe it's where they're drafted. Whatever the case may be, Devonte's a guy that started off slow, so everybody kind of wrote him off. He's quiet. Aaron Rodgers is his quarterback, so everybody's a good wide receiver in Green Bay, so nobody really pays much attention. He's been wanting that attention for a long time, and really it's been other guys that have been saying it. Randall Cobb said it. I think some of the rookies said it. I'm not sure. A lot of other guys saying he's not getting the respect he deserves. Finally, he stepped up and said, you know what? I'm not getting the respect I deserve. What did I say yesterday? This is about when the chips are down, how are you going to perform? Devonte's going out at a time when the team's basically eliminated from the playoffs and saying, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go show everybody I'm the best wide receiver in the NFL. That's what I'm going to go do. I'm going to go out and make a big statement about how I'm the greatest, and then I'm going to have the entire national media watching me to decide if I really am the greatest, and I'm going to show them. In a matchup where I know I'm going up against Patrick Peterson, I'm going to show everybody why I'm the greatest. So, we'll see. But this team with Aaron Rodgers, with, with Devontae Adams, with, with Aaron Jones, even with a banged-up Jimmy Graham, if things could just click, we've seen a spark from Jimmy Graham. We've seen the spark. I mean, Marquez and EQ. Kumaro, officially active. If we could just get a second wide receiver and a quarterback that's just confident and, and playing well, whether it's better play calls or just better decisions or a little bit of both, I mean, if Aaron Rodgers, if if, if it is a problem with McCarthy, who cares? Just take over play calling. What's he going to do? Yell at you? If Kumaro can come out and be a possession guy, I, I, I don't know. I don't have a huge amount of faith in it. I don't have any reason to doubt him. But again, Reggie Gilbert, right? He's a guy who tore up the preseason. Okay, what does that mean this late in the season? A guy that's been out for this long. But whatever. A defensive spark. You want a defensive spark? It's against this offense. Let, let, let's get flashy with it. Get some sacks, get some picks. Get fired up. Young guys, get fired up. Go win a job. Rookies, go get the spotlight on you. Air, go show everybody. Josh Jackson, you came out of college with the most picks of anybody in college football. Go get you one. He's great, he's great getting his hands on balls. That's his whole thing. We just haven't heard his name in a while. Tremond's a smart guy. It's been a bit of a rough transition, but he's a smart guy. Josh Jones has all the athleticism in the world. Just need a Click. Not even all these things. I'm not saying all these things have to happen at once. Just a couple. But primarily the offense. The defense is playing better than it has in a long time. Even with the injuries. We need the offense to click. We need a spark on offense. We've got the Cardinals. We've got the Falcons. That's it. If that's not enough to get the engine to turn over, then I guess it just is what it is. But it's not fairy tale land. yet. Now, listen, I'm I'm correct in the fact that if this team plays as it has been playing, And limps into the playoffs. When I say limps into the playoffs, I don't mean annihilates all the competition. I'm talking about, you know, plays like garbage against the Cardinals but wins because it's the Cardinals. Plays like garbage against the Falcons but wins because it's the Falcons. Plays like garbage against the Jets but wins because it's the Jets. And then finds out a way to beat the Bears by like a field goal in the end at a time when both teams are acting like they just don't want to win. You know, one of those games where both teams are playing like garbage in the in the past. I'm just saying, if that's what happens, and we go on a five-game win streak that isn't based on actually winning anything or doing anything well, I don't want that. But if you're telling me that this is going to be a spark and the offense is going to start to click, I want that. This offense playing at peak offense, this defense playing at its, you know, even with the deficiencies, just playing up to their potential. If we can get guys like Kevin King back, playing up to his top potential with Jair playing out of his mind with Kenny Clark playing his best with Blake Martinez playing at his best with Dean Lowry continuing to play well with Kyler Fackrell still being able to figure out ways to get to the quarterback they're good enough now if you if you put people side by side and compare are they the best in the NFL even at our best Eh, maybe not but who cares? I mean, how many teams win the Super Bowl that are actually probably the best? Like, if you just added it up. Like, who has the best players on offense, on defense, and on special teams? And then add it up. I mean, the Eagles had the best what? Best quarterback? Give me a break. They didn't have the best wide receivers. They didn't have the best defense. The Jaguars' defense was better. They had the best what? Tight end? Well, no, because there's Gronk who's better. The best what? It doesn't matter. It's not about that. It's about start playing well get in, and just beat what's in front of you. In, in, in my opinion, the later the better. Streaks happen. They just do, but they don't last. You want to start a five-game win streak, six, seven, eight? You better be close to the end of the season because you got to win out in the playoffs. They're going to have to win five in a row and then four in a row. They need a nine-game win streak. The first five are doable. The next four are going to be tough. But you know what? That's true for everybody everybody's got to start winning and and there's some teams that have so many wins they don't have to but fine you want to start losing games prior to the playoffs you want to do that saints you want to do that chiefs by all means i'd rather be the team that hasn't been very good that goes on a five-game win streak and tries to go on a nine total game win streak than be the team who got in because we were real good early in the season but started falling off at the end of the season you want to win the super bowl you better start your win streak today saints are not off to a very good start doing that they just got beat they're not supposed to get beat. Not by the Dallas Cowboys. Not because a defense was able to stop their offense. That's not a good sign. Now is the time when people start to harden. Teams start to harden. This is the time to do it. The, the only question is, are the Packers going to? And again, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I necessarily think so. I'm just saying it's very, very possible. Likely? Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. But it doesn't matter. We don't, we don't have to figure it out because they're going to show us today. At noon o'clock, that's less than six hours from now. This is a team that I, I have essentially written off, and I, I've, I can't remember being this excited about a game for, for a couple reasons. One, it's going to be a win. We're going to watch a cold-weather game in December at Lambeau Field, and they're going to put up a lot of points, and they're going to decimate the Cardinals. And if nothing else, even if this is a wasted year, we get to watch the Packers at their best. We get to watch vintage Packers. Again, if not, then we're in a lot of trouble. But I'm excited, man. It's a noon game. We get to watch this team beat up on a lesser opponent. And we get to see what happens. What, 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 what happens from there? But it's also exciting because if the Packers get into the playoffs, they're going to be talking about today for a very long time because this was the game that started it. This was the spark. This was the moment. And it's things like this that I always try to keep in the back of my mind because although I'm wrong about a lot of things, one thing that I've said every time that they sneak into the playoffs or they start a run is that I'm not going to write them off anymore. I already have. But again, it's similar to a lot of things. It's similar to Mike McCarthy, right? I don't know if you can hear that. That's it's my son panting in the background. Say hi. Hi. Him being quiet is kind of loud. He's army crawling behind me at 6 o'clock in the morning. Looking at, for example, Mike McCarthy, the reason I try not to be too, you know, down on him and, you know, to make every, con- or you know, negative statement have a positive connotation, you know, he's going to go out to have a great career, he's done a lot for this team, all that stuff, is because I know eventually we're going to move on from him and there's going to be a moment where, you know, He's going to be respected, and he's going to go down in history as as one of the best coaches and Packers, this, that, or the other. And I don't want to think back on that time and say, you know, while everybody's giving him a round of applause and talking about how great he is, thinking about how I talked about him. Some people maybe don't care about that, but that's going to eat away at me a little bit. I don't want to be that guy. So yeah, he's got to go, but whatever. Maybe ease up on the uh, the vitriol a bit. It's the same as this. If if this is the game that sparks a playoff berth, and, and you know we're, we're reaching here, but if, if for some reason there is a massive spark that happens today that propels them to hoisting the Lombardi trophy, how is it going to feel from my perspective to say, I hope we lose to the Cardinals? Not super great. So I'm in it. I'm here. We're going to win, and we'll see if it's a convincing win. We'll see if it's a spark, or we'll see if it's just the same old garbage Packers who beat up on a terrible team. That'll carry over into next week. We'll be having this exact same conversation, assuming we don't lose. It's the Falcons. It's at home, right? Warm weather dome team coming to Lambeau Field in December. Hopefully it's snowing. We're going to watch the Packers put up a ton of points against a really bad team. Maybe this will be a spark. Blah, 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 blah. It's going to be a very boring and repetitive thing where I hope you guys just forget about this episode because I'm going to repeat the exact same thing all over again. I, I, I would just suggest... And it's completely up to you, your team as much as my team, how you handle today is up to you. Let's just enjoy the day. Let's forget about implications and just watch a football game. I think that's what a lot of uh, Never Root Against the Packers guys do anyway, so I'm going to try to be one of them, or gals for that matter. Yeah, I said gals on my grandpa, okay? Guys and gals. But let's just try that, because this is one of the few games, I believe, in which we're just going to be able to watch a football game and just enjoy it. Right? No stress. The Packers love stress. I I, I genuinely believe they're not going to do that to us today. I genuinely believe that. I believe by halftime we're going to be comfortable. But again, beyond that, we get to watch Aaron Jones do some special stuff. We're going to see Devontae put on a show. We're going to see Aaron Rodgers do some really great things. Who knows who else? And then the question is, who else is going to step up? are we going to see Marquez? Is this going to be a breakout game for EQ? You know, is Kumaro going to play very much? Are they actually even going to play the guy? And if so, how big of an impact? Imagine if he can step up and do what he did in the preseason and in every single practice. And every, every single time he was on the field with Aaron Rodgers, literally, not just four preseason games, every single practice, there was a big play that was, that was notable. Every single time. If he comes out and plays and doesn't have a big impact, This will be the first game all year in which that happens. Let's just enjoy it. Let's just get excited about a Packers game. Let's just get fired up. Let's just do it, man. I'm excited. That's it. Everything else will take care of itself. If we pick 25th, fine, we pick 25th. You know what? There's good edge rushers in 25. I'm going to be a little sad. I don't really want to talk about it. But everything will take care of itself. We can package up our 25 and our 31 and we'll trade up to 20 (laughs) yeah i'll be sad but i don't need to worry about that today everything else will work work itself out today we get to watch the packers beat the cardinals and that's good enough for me and i'm gonna leave it at that because there's no point worrying about other stuff after the game we'll talk implications before the game let's just enjoy the game so anyways that's all i got Uh, i'm gonna see if i can squeeze in a picks podcast real quick otherwise you folks enjoy your sunday it's gonna be a good one i'll talk to you tomorrow or possibly in a couple hours. Have a good one. Bye-bye.